Hello, and welcome to another episode of Monsters, Cryptids, Creatures, and More. This week, we have the Ninkinanka of African lore, the Pijui of Chinese mythology, and the Minehune of Hawaiian legends. The first creature is the Ninkinanka of Western Africa. Some describe it as a giant snake creature with reflective scales, a head crest, and a forehead jewel, while others a winged dragon. However, both stories say its size is somewhere between that of a blue whale and a soccer field, making it very hard to miss. This creature's most famous stomping ground is that of the River Gambia, which runs through the Republic of Gambia, Senegal, and the Republic of Guinea. Most who spot the creature will die, either right away or between five weeks and five years later. But most victims are unaware due to it hunting at night when it is hard to see. However, however, excuse me, you can survive an encounter if you manage to do one thing, remain calm and composed, something very few can do in the presence of a massive creature like this. You can also insult it, if you wish, by yelling at it and saying Fing Ba, or Big Thing, which also has the double meaning of someone's mother having slept with a genie. So, a few Yo Mama jokes before your death. Some stories of this creature include one from the 1990s where a hotel was being built. The site of the proposed hotel, the Palmarima, was by the presumed lair of a Ninkinanka. And since no one wanted to hunt it, they found perhaps the most eco-friendly solution. Plant a tree over the hole. The giant serpent was purportedly annoyed but never returned to seek revenge, possibly because the tree was a sacred baobab. Another story from Sierra Leone told about how the serpent would fly out of termite mounds and into the sky, causing rainbows. Another ancient story told of a father and son who wished to behead the creature and climbed its back for 20 miles until being separated and the son finally cutting the head off only for the body to fall to earth with the father and the, uh, and the head and boy to fall into the sky. Him slashing trying to cut a way back down is what causes rainstorms. In 2006, the Center for Fortean Fortean, Zoology had an expedition to find facts about the creature to see if it could possibly be a real living being. The team ended their expedition with a possible scale, or rotten piece of celluloid, and enough consistent stories to believe it may yet be an undiscovered species of horned snake. From what I can find, this creature by name makes no appearances in modern media, but the idea of a flying winged serpent does. Anime like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Kobayashi's Maid Dragon, and Claymore, Magic the Gathering, tabletop like Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, and Warhammer, and video games like Digimon, Warcraft, and Dragon City, and so many more. The next creature is the Pijui, described as being a lion with wings, sometimes also referred to as the Chimera of Greek mythology. The characters in its name mean pea, or tiger-like beak, beast, excuse me, and jui, ferocious beast. This creature has whitish-gray fur and the head of a Chinese dragon. It is commonly depicted with one antler as time passed, but the ancient depictions had the male with one and the female with two. Its legs are those of a quillen, a Chinese unicorn-like creature, and the creature poses in a way that exudes strength. 
According to lore, this creature is a protection protector, excuse me, of practitioners of feng shui. It has a particular diet of gold and silver and is believed to bring wealth from all directions. There are two types of of the creature, the piya and tianlu. The difference being piya has two horns and tianlu has one. Tianlu is in charge of wealth. Putting one up in the house is said to stop wealth from flowing away. While Piya wards off evil. Putting up one assists people from suffering from bad feng shui. The myth says this creature violated a law of heaven, so the Jade Emperor punished it by restricting its diet to only gold and sealing its anus, meaning it can only eat gold but not get rid of it, showing its status as, as bringing gold but never losing it. The only appearance in modern media I could find was as a minor antagonist in the 2017 version of DuckTales. The last creature for today is the Minehune, a diminutive race that is said to live in Hawaii. Similar to dwarves and fairies of Norse and European legend, these short peoples are said to live in the forests and deep valleys of the Hawaiian Islands, and are said to be excellent craftsmen, building great temples, fish ponds, roads, canoes, and houses. The Minahune were said to live on the island long before the Polynesian peoples moved there. They measured between two and six in two excuse me, two feet tall and six inches tall. They enjoyed dancing, archery, singing, and eating their favorite foods bananas and fish. Tales say if someone had a heart filled with rage, like Cupid, they would shoot them with a magic arrow that turned all feelings of hate into love. They are believed to have been so great at building things they would, stuff would appear overnight. One such structure claimed to be built by them is the Kiki Aula, Aula, excuse me, Aola, Kiki Aola, also known as the Minehune Ditch, a historic irrigation ditch that funnels water from the Waimee River on the on Kauai. Another one of their amazing feats is the legendary overnight creation of the Elekoko Fish Pond on Kauai which archaeologists estimate to be around a thousand years old. It is said that they built the Ale El Ale Coco fish pond for a princess and her brother. The shy but strong group lined up on a du- in a double row, which stretched 25 miles, 40 kilometers, to distant Makawele, Makaweli. The workers passed stones hand to hand to build the font, pond. They worked at night so as not to be seen by others cutting, transporting, and fitting stones for, to, for their projects in a long bucket brigade. If, th- if they were discovered, their work would have, have been abandoned. However, one night, the royal siblings snuck up and watched the thousands of Minahune at work, only to fall asleep. At sunrise, the Minahune discovered them and turned them in the twi- uh, into twin stone pillars that can be seen today in the mountains above the fish pond. Interrupted by the sun, the Minahune left two gaps in the fish pond wall. Many generations later, Chinese settlers filled the gaps to raise mullet, but the stonework that closed the gap was far inferior to that of the mystical Minahune. There were a few references in modern media that I could find, one being the TV show Rocket Power, a couple others from the tabletop Shadow Run, and the channeling, the channeling, the dream. Dreaming, channeling, excuse me, channeling the dreaming, and a couple others. 
And as always, I'd like to say thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast, and I hope everyone has a really great day.